We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bert Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good. Pokashevsky, catch, fire, three, and that is good. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. Actually, our last uncontested post-game podcast of the 2020-2021 NBA season as the Thunder lose to the Utah Jazz 109-93. The Thunder still have one left against the Los Angeles Clippers on Sunday night, but we will not be doing a post-game podcast over that game as Sunday night is our weekly live stream. So we'll be going live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook following that one. So this is the last little mini-pod post-game podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen, and we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. The Thunder lose number nine straight. It would be number, what is that, like 23 straight, had it not been, 24 straight, I think, had it not been for that Boston game. But the tank... Is almost at the finish line, folks. We are almost there. The Thunder look very firmly in the number three overall lottery standings. They are tied with Orlando currently. We will see where it all ends up Sunday night. I went on the locker room app after the game to break this one down. I answered some questions that were in the chat. Also, just to let you know, at the end of the episode on Locker Room, I gave an update on what the uncontested podcast schedule will look like in the offseason, which starts in about 48 hours. 
So make sure to stick around for the end of the show where you can hear what our off-season schedule will look like. We have tons of off-season content ready to go, and we're super excited. We hope you guys are as well. And with that, let's get you over to the locker room audio. Have a great weekend, and we will see you guys Sunday night on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook following the Thunder vs. Clippers game. So the Thunder lose once again to the Utah Jazz 109-93. It is the second-to-last game of the season. The Thunder will close out their their season because they are not making any sort of play-in or, or playoffs. Sunday, 8 p.m. against the Los Angeles Clippers. I would expect them to lose that game as well. But 109-93 Utah tonight. Uh, that loss vaults the Thunder back into sole possession of the third overall, um, or the, the the yeah the third overall highest draft lottery odds, which is fourteen percent at the number one overall pick, fifty two percent at a top four pick. Actually, it, it does not vault them up there. I apologize uh, because Orlando lost tonight, so they are still tied for third um, with Orlando. The Thunder have to hope. That on, I believe it's on Sunday, Orlando plays the Philadelphia 76ers once more. The Sixers tonight secured the number one overall seed in the East. Uh, They have nothing to play for on the final game of the season. So hopefully the Sixers will rest some guys, keep them healthy, and Orlando can sneak out a win. Uh, If that were to happen and the Thunder lose to the Clippers, then the Thunder would be in sole possession of the third best lottery odds heading into draft lottery night. So that's the overall hope. We'll see what happens. The Thunder have lost nine in a row now, uh, losing number 10 uh, on Sunday. Uh, ending the season on a 10-game losing streak would make them, um, I think, 1-24 and 24 in the last 25 games. I believe 1-24 and 24 is correct, which is just phenomenal. And that one win came against the Boston Celtics on a – just a crazy game that the Thunder had absolutely no reason winning that game. So let's talk a little bit about this game tonight. Uh, it feels like a broken record. I feel like every time I do a post game since the the trade deadline, it's kind of just the same thing over and over and over again. But a few interesting little wrinkles that I think we can talk about tonight. Let's start with Svi Mihailuk who went for 19 points, two assists, a rebound, was actually a plus three in the net plus minus in a game that the Thunder lost by, uh, you know, almost 20 points. Uh, Svi was a plus three, so that's uh, that's kind of impressive. Um, but yeah, 19 points, eight of 14 shooting, three of four from three. And the thing about Svi tonight for me, the Thunder are very clearly not trying to win basketball games. The 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 goal tonight was not to win basketball games. And so when that is their goal, they're able to come out and experiment and try things that you normally wouldn't try. Um that's just kind of how this works, right? Like if you're trying to win, you play to your strengths. But if you're not trying to win, then you can experiment uh with different things and see what guys are good at. They did that with Svi tonight, and they let him play off the dribble a lot. Typically, Svi has been more of like a catch-and-shoot kind of guy, um, you know, run-off-the-ball kind of guy. 
But Svee did almost all of his damage tonight off the dribble, which I thought was fascinating. He had a lot of step backs, a lot of sidestep threes, things like that. Uh, coming off of a screen as the ball handler and then like playing in that pick and roll. Things that you haven't seen from Svee Mihailuk in his career so far. He's really been trying recently, and then I thought especially tonight it stuck out to me. Uh, Svi playing off the dribble. Uh, Ron in the chat here on Locker Room asks, how much money does Svi get next year? So Svi is going to be a free agent this coming summer. That's a really, really interesting question, Ron. Um, you know, it's all about the market, supply and demand. Uh, this summer, there's going to be a lot of teams with cap space but not a lot of players out in free agency. A lot of those big-name players signed their extensions at the beginning of this season. And so the teams that were holding out money for a Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, uh, a Kawhi Leonard, et cetera, probably those guys probably aren't going to be on the market. Giannis for sure. Kawhi will see. But that leaves some teams with lots of money and roster spots available and SV on the open market. So uh, how much does he get? I... I do not know. I would not be surprised if we see Svi get something like, uh, I don't know, like four years, 24 million, like six mil a year. Uh, I think that's pretty fair for Svi. Um, maybe the summer is wild and someone gives him 10 a year. I think that would be insane, uh, but it is possible. I'm very interested to see how much Svi gets in the offseason uh, for his next contract uh, and if he stays with Oklahoma City. Because when and I we're, we'll do a full like breakdown of this on a future pod uh, in the off season for the uncontested. But when you look at this roster, Tony Bradley, a free agent, Svima Hailuka, free agent, Gabriel Deck, and Moses Brown, non guaranteed. But then you have at least two first round draft picks coming in. You have two second round draft picks coming in. Um, you're going to have to make some decisions. Who do you bring back? Uh, who do you send to the G League? Who do you not bring back? And I think Svi might be in that category of maybe they don't bring him back. So there's that one's very interesting. I think that's a great question. Nate Sanders asks, is there any way we could keep Roby, Jerome, and Svi? And would that mean Brown or Bradley is gone? Uh, that's a great question. They're not getting rid of Jerome. Jerome has two more years on his contract after this one. Uh, Roby is still under contract as well. I think both of those guys will be on the roster next year. Uh, Svi is the one I'm a little iffy on just because of his contract situation. Uh, and personally, I just think Brown is gone after this season. He's got a non-guaranteed contract. Uh, they picked him up for the rest of the year. They paid him a decent amount of money. Um, and again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being like overly critical of the person Moses Brown is or being rude because that's not what I'm trying to do. You just, if you've watched enough NBA basketball, you can just tell Moses Brown probably isn't going to be an NBA player. He just doesn't fit this modern NBA at all. Um, Nate says, I don't know if the G League will help Moses either, TBH. Yeah, Nate, I agree because, I mean, we saw Moses dominate the G League down in the bubble. Uh, the thing is, he's just bigger and stronger than everybody else down in the G League. When he gets up to the NBA level, he needs to be quicker. Uh, and he needs to be more offensively gifted uh, with offensive skill. And he, he just doesn't have that. I just don't see that developing. Silver asks, my thoughts on Darius Baisley and his struggles, especially tonight. Yeah, Baisley, one of 13 from the field for two points. Two points on 13 shots. 
four rebounds, two assists, three turnovers. Very, very bad night for Baisley. And, man, I'm so torn on this kid. Like, you see some potential, but also, like, he's been putting up points recently, but somebody has to put up points on a bad team. Uh, Baisley has been woefully inefficient this season. You know, maybe whenever next season comes around, you have Lou and you have Shea and you have your draft pick and you have uh, more competent NBA players and Baisley doesn't have as much of a responsibility. Maybe he looks better. But right now, I don't think he looks very good. One interesting thing I saw from Baisley tonight, though, uh, twice, and I think it was in the twice in the first quarter, uh, Baisley drove to the basket. And my biggest knock, one of my biggest knocks still on Baisley, is he drives to the basket and doesn't have a plan. Most players, like, they can read the game as they drive to the hoop, and they know when I get there, this guy's going to rotate. I have this kick out. I have this drop-off pass. Uh, I can switch to this hand and finish at the rim. Baisley drives to the rim and doesn't know what to do when he gets there. But tonight, he had two really impressive uh, drive to the rim. The big man rotates over to him, and he does that wraparound pass behind the defending big man's back to his own big man. The first time he did it to Moses um, Moses Brown, and Moses fumbled the pass and it went out of bounds. Uh, the second time, he did it to Tony Bradley, who caught it and got pushed in the back as he went up and got fouled and went to the free throw line. But to me, that showed a little bit of growth in Baisley. Like he was reading the defense as he drove. He saw the big man rotating. He knew he'd have the dump off uh, to his big man. He knew he had to go with the wraparound pass because if he tried to go across the defending big man's chest to to pass it, it would get like knocked out of his hands or stolen or tipped or whatever. So some some good understanding from Baisley there that that I was fairly impressed with. Um, but yeah, he's just been woefully inefficient, uh, really big summer coming up for Baisley because if he comes back next year and performs like this again, um, he might be out of the NBA, right? He might, he might not get a second contract. He's really got to step it up. Um, and again, you know, I think it's sometimes it's hard to evaluate guys in this environment because Baisley is out there being like, you know, kind of the go-to guy for the Thunder. And I don't think that's the guy he's going to be in his career. I think he's going to be a role player. And so you need to evaluate him as a role player. But still, just the the horrible efficiency, the the lack of, um, uh, I, I guess, the game slowing down for him, uh, kind of some worrisome, some worrisome stuff. Um, handful of guys got DMPs tonight, specifically Ty Jerome and Kenrich Williams. Um, both of those guys were available tonight, but did not play. I would not be surprised if they do not play on Sunday as well. Those guys help bring you to the middle. The Thunder don't want any chance of winning this last game. Uh, they're fully invested in the tank. So uh, it is all about dropping that last game as well. Last guy I want to talk about, uh, always got to mention him. We got to talk some Alexei Pokashevsky. Uh, six points, nine rebounds, and assists, a steal, a block, four turnovers, three of 10 from the field, 0 of two from three. But Poku just continues to show stuff. Specifically tonight, it was that first quarter play where he got the, I think it was a rebound. Uh, he was on the run out. He gave that pass fake to the corner, uh, took two dri- or to his two steps off of his, uh, picking up his dribble and did a finger roll right at the front of the rim. And just the extension that he can get, his arms are so freaking long. He took one dribble when he passed half court. You just see little things like that from Poku. Uh, we've talked about the passing at nauseum, but it's it's just 
you you see these flashes, and I keep harping on this, but I'm so excited to see Poku with a full off season in the NBA. Right, he's going to have his NBA coaches with him, helping him focus on specific things, working on his game. He's going to have an NBA conditioning guy with him uh, to help him in the gym and with his diet and with his nutrition. He's going to have NBA guys with him, helping him watch film and learn. You always, you almost always see guys make a big jump from their first year to their second year. That's why you never see second year guys winning most improved player because you expect them to improve from year one to year two. Year one is that year of experience uh, and that year of just learning what the hell is going on in the NBA. You gain that experience and then you go into year two uh, after an off season where you got to utilize that experience and turn it into something tangible. I can't wait to see Poku. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Turn the, the, the flashes this year, get into the gym, get into the lab, work on his game, work on his body, and then come back next year and see where he is at. Also, Poku is only 19. You know, I don't know how much weightlifting he's done like over in Europe and stuff, but his weight and his age suggest that if he starts heavily lifting weights and getting a good nutrition plan, uh, he can build muscle pretty quickly. Um, if, if you don't lift weights regularly and then you start, you can start building muscle quick. So I think we're definitely going to be on muscle watch for Poku this summer. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Uh, in the chat here on Locker Room, 
My man Jeremiah says, I'm surprised the anti-tankers are still going strong. Man, here's the thing. Like, I get it. You don't want to watch your team lose. And if you're an anti-tanker listening to this podcast, like, hey, congrats to you for sticking to your guns. But it's just time we call a spade a spade, guys. Like, Shea got hurt. They sat Horford. They traded away George Hill. They sat Muscala. They've intermittently sat Lou Dort. Um, they're tanking. They are 100% tanking. Uh, that's what they've been doing for the past month and a half. They they played competitive basketball the first half of the season. They got to the second half of the season. Uh, I think the Shea injury kind of really ramped up the tank. And from there, it was just bottom out. You're not playing for anything at that point besides pride. Bottom out and and do what's best for the long-term health of the franchise, and that's get as good of a draft pick as you can possibly get. You know, and I think anti-tankers will say, Oh, well, you know, the draft is a lottery. You could fall out, you know, so losing doesn't help you. Losing helps you. Losing helps you. If let's let's flip the narrative, right? Let's say um you get like I don't know. You get in a bad situation, and there's like ten guns pulled on you. Uh, and what you do could de- uh, determine if only one of those guns has a bullet, or seven of those guns have a bullet. You want the gun with one with one bullet, right? You so if one person pulls the trigger, there's only a ten percent chance of you getting hit, not seventy percent chance, right? That's what the Thunder are doing. Like, yes, it's a lottery based system, but you want to get the best odds you can possibly get that's just very basic simple logic and if your argument is is oh tanking doesn't work because the lottery odds uh, are different like then you're just grasping at straws because it's just simple math uh jeremiah says (laughs) quote you're going to create a losing culture quote we're going to turn into the kings okay uh i jeremiah i know that's not you personally i know you're like saying what anti-tankers say so let's dissect that for a second you're going to create a losing culture well philly tanked they're the number one seed in the east kevin durant russell westbrook and james harden lost a lot of games they went to the nba finals and became mvps and then after james harden left they still made western conference finals right like miss me with that that's bullshit it doesn't create a losing culture like your culture creates a losing culture not tanking and the thunder's culture is very 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 strong uh the second one we're going to turn into the kings you want to know the difference between the thunder and the kings it's not the fact that they're trying to get a top lottery pick. That's a similarity, yes. Look at the ownership. Look at the management. There's your difference. The Kings had Vlade Divox, the dude that didn't know that you had to call the NBA front office to solidify a trade. The Thunder have Sam Presti, arguably one of the best GMs, one of the top three GMs in the league. The Thunder have an ownership group that does not try to get involved and instead lets Presti do his job. They don't have a, a James Dolan. They don't have a, a, a Tillman Fertitta. So, yeah, these excuses that, oh, the tanking's going to kill the team. Uh, Silver says a Mark Cuban. Yeah, uh, tanking's going to kill, kill the team's culture. Uh, they're going to become the next Kings or, or Timberwolves uh, or, or the Knicks, Sands this year, whatever. That's garbage. That is total garbage, right? The Thunder sucked before, and they became really, really good. 
Nate Sanders says the Kings Twitter trying to roast us while we're actually tanking correctly. And while their pick, they pick up random players just to be mediocre was a highlight of the season. Uh, yeah, Nate, 100%. The Kings aren't trying to tank. The Kings just suck. That's the difference. The Kings just suck. The Kings have botched the, the draft over and over and over. The Kings spend their free agent, uh, the, or their, their salary cap on free agents that make no sense. Uh, signing Rajon Rondo and then trading him half a season later. Um, trading picks to, to open up cap space. Um, it's very, very poor team building. When you look at Sam Presti, he has done a phenomenal job team building. So you're comparing apples to oranges there, and it just does not work out. That's just that's just how it is. Kings tanked for a bit, Jeremiah says, got bored and decided to be mediocre. The Thunder aren't going to be mediocre. Uh, read, go back and read Sam Presti's op-ed in the Oklahoman. He said they want to build uh, a, a team that has extraordinary success. Mediocre is an extraordinary success. Sam Presti isn't going to go out and sign a middle-tier uh, free agent because he wants to spend money and try to make the playoffs. Sam Presti is going to be savvy. He is going to to make the right calls. He's going to be aggressive when he needs to, and he's going to try to get in elite-level talent, uh, talent like... Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, talent like Paul George, talent like Shea Gilgis Alexander to go on a run and build a, a team that can go on another decade long run like they had whenever they first came to Oklahoma City. I, as somebody who has podcasted about this team for three years, who has written articles for websites about this team, um, who has watched this team since they moved to Oklahoma City, uh, I can tell you. With 100% confidence, the Thunder are not going to become the Sacramento Kings. If that's what you're afraid of with this tank, take a deep breath and don't worry about it because it's not happening. It is not happening. The Thunder are two years away from being right back in the middle of the playoff mix with an incredibly bright future ahead of them. They might just be three or four months away from that, depending how lottery balls fall in June. They're not the Kings. They're not going to be the Kings. The management and the ownership and the plan is too good. They have a plan. They're sticking to it. And they have people that, that believe in the process. It's not even going to be a Philly style rebuild because the Thunder already have too much talent to be a Philly style rebuild. I'm not tripping about it. I am not tripping about it. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, before we get out of here, you know, we got to do it. We're going to hit that Tankathon Sim Lottery button and see what happens. If you don't follow me on Twitter already, at Jacob Niffen, that's J-A-C-O-B-K-N-I-F-F-E-N. Uh, every night, and this will only go on for a couple nights more, I guess, uh, tonight and tomorrow, really. Every night, I post the games that the Thunder uh, have have a stake in for the next day. Uh, typically, like Detroit trying to win, the Cavs trying to win, Orlando trying to win, etc., uh, and then I do 10 tankathon sims to get a, a small sample size of what draft night or draft lottery night may look like. So uh, let's hit the sim button now. Here's where the Thunder stand in the tank standings. Again, they're tied with the third best overall odds. Uh, they have to hope that Orlando wins their last game of the season against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they also have to hope Detroit wins their last game. I don't think Detroit will. Uh, if Detroit won, it would tie them with Oklahoma City and Orlando. If Orlando wins, it drops them down a level and ties them with Cleveland. 
and the Thunder would be at sole possession of third, which is definitely what we want. So a uh, little bit of, of an interest in the Orlando and the T- Detroit games to close out the season. The, I don't think the Thunder are going to beat the Clippers, so I think the Thunder are pretty solid there at the three spot. Nate says, I should do 100 sims when I have time in the offseason. Um, I think some people have like some sort of like software where they can just sim it over and over and over and over like 10,000 times. I don't. So I just click it by hand. So Nate, uh, for those of you on the podcast or listen on the podcast, you might know this, but I, I'm a teacher and the school year ends in a week for me. Uh, I'm almost at summer break. So Nate, whenever I'm super bored on summer break on a random Tuesday, I may just sit here at my computer and hit sim lottery 100 times and see what happens. Uh, but let's hit a sim lottery here before I get you guys out of here for the day. Here we go. Ding, ding, ding. The Thunder gets pick five and pick 19. Not the greatest, but it's still a top five pick. Um, let's hit it one more time. This time, the Thunder get four and five, which is pretty nice. They they slide down, but four and five would be. That means you're getting probably Jonathan Kaminga and one of Mobley, Suggs, or uh, Green, which I like all three of those guys. Uh, Silver is booing me in the chat. So I'll do one more spin for you, Silver. Here you go. Uh, The Thunder do not get the Houston pick, but they do get pick three and 19, which is another really good uh, outcome. I think the Thunder are up to like, uh, what is it, like an 88% chance or something like that to get a top five pick and like a 30% chance to get two top five picks. So that's, that's very beneficial for the Thunder. We just got to hope those lottery balls fall the correct way on draft night. So, well, as we get you guys out of here, I do want to give you a quick podcast update because as you know, if you've been listening to us, if this is your first time listening to us, man, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you so much. We hope you hit that subscribe button and come back for more. But if you're a longtime listener, you know that we do our weekly live stream Sunday nights. We post that in a podcast form late Sunday night. And then we do podcasts after every Thunder game. Well, Thunder aren't going to be playing basketball for much longer. Uh, They have one game on Sunday and then we're done. So after that, I just want to give you guys a heads up. And you can also see this on our Twitter header. Uh, Justin has made us an awesome new uh, artwork for our Twitter header. But moving forward into the offseason, we will be doing our Sunday night 9 p.m. live stream like always. You can catch that on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. So I highly suggest you go follow us on those platforms. And then on Monday night, we will be doing, it won't be posted as a podcast, but we will be doing a locker room hangout where we'll log on to the locker room app. We'll just chill. We'll chat. uh, We'll have a good time. We'll pull you guys up on stage. It's not a podcast format. It's just a hangout. Wednesday night on locker room, all of us co-hosts will get on and we will do an actual podcast live on locker room, 45 to 60 minutes. And, um, That one will be posted to the podcast feeds uh, Wednesday nights. And then Friday evenings, we will also do a locker room hangout. So we'll be on locker room Monday, Wednesday, Friday during the offseason. The Wednesday show will be posted to our podcast feed. And then our normal Sunday night live stream. We'll also have some bonus pods sprinkled in there. We're hoping to get some guests. We're going to do some some fun little mini series on the podcast. We're going to do player grades. Um, We're going to break down. Uh, draft prospects, all kinds of stuff. So hopefully a lot of for you guys to dissect and get into. We hope you guys will enjoy it as the offseason, I think, is going to be a pretty fun time uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, 
draft lottery, draft night, trades, free agency, etc. So we're super excited. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy it. We'll be back with you Sunday night. It'll be a little bit later for the live stream this week because the Thunder play the Clippers at 8 p.m. Central Time. As soon as that ends at about 10.30, we will be live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So we will talk to you guys then. And until then, have a great weekend. Thunder down. Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people ask me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT.